2: Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain La-da-da-da-dee La-da-da-da-da
3: Charles
2: was once the rage And it skirts the current thing Uh-huh Teeny Bobber in our newborn
3: king Uh-huh
2: And the beat goes on The beat goes on The drums keep pounding A rhythm to the brain
3: la da da dee la da
2: da da The grocery store's are supermarket uh-huh. Little girls will break their hearts uh-huh. And men still keep on marching up to war Baseball and the beat goes on. The beat goes on. Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain. La da 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 dee, la da 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 da. Grandma's in chairs and rim on this. Boys keep chasing girls to get a kiss. The cars keep up going faster all the time. goes on, the beat goes on, the drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain, la da da deep dee la out da di da and the beat goes on, yes the beat goes on, and the beat goes on.
4: Well, good afternoon, everybody. You are uh sitting here in my back office and uh I wanna share a cup of Joe with you. What do you say about that? cup of Joe is a little show it's a fellowship it's uh it's a think tank it's a human soup it's a it's a lot of things but i think what it is mostly is the energy of some good people that believe in a lot of similar or the same ideas and ideals and that we have a set of of I'd say priorities would be a good way to put it. Values is a good way to put it maybe, but priorities I think is important. And one of those priorities that we all share is that we should be free to do with what we see fit with our bodies, with our own property, with our space, with uh, our minds, with our voices, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. And we acknowledge most people that are informed, at least to a rudimentary level, would agree that our U.S. forefathers were pretty accurate when they declared that we have a inherent inalienable right bestowed upon us by our creator to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Simple concept. It seems to make sense. I don't know anybody who would disagree with that statement. And yet, most laws that are passed by our lawmakers, and there are hundreds of them, in some way restrict those rights and in their um, inherent wisdom we are in our inherent wisdom we allowed Richard Nixon to pass the Controlled Substances Act and moreover we allowed him to include cannabis forward slash marijuana into the Schedule One portion of the Controlled Substances Act, and we've talked about that for a long time. We'll probably not talk much about that specific thing today, because I'm assuming we'll call this a 201 class. Sometimes we do a 101 class. Sometimes we do a remedial class, <laughs> but today we're going to do a 201 class. It's the end of the year. We've got one more show left in this year. and. I'm going to assume everybody who's here today is here because they know what's going on. We'll, 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 we'll start from a, a stipulation, as they say in court. We'll, we'll, all parties will stipulate that the listeners today will have a general understanding of their inalienable rights. But the problem is lawmakers, legislators, Senators, congressmen, assemblymen, city council members, you name it, people that have influence on our day-to-day operations, they do things that we don't agree with, and what do we do? Nothing. We let them, and... Once in a while, we rise up and we yell and scream a bit. And when we do that well enough and loud enough and long enough, what happens? Oh, I don't know. Arab Spring? March on Washington? Civil rights? Eh, can happen. Burn
3: down France.
4: When we do it right. But when we do it wrong, it gets violent and law enforcement or... The legal system fights back and people get hurt and die. And then it takes even more willpower. It takes more grit. It takes more willingness to really make a change. True activism is that. It's action. Willing to act. How many of us are willing to act? Well, I know some. I know some for sure. We're going to be talking about some of those that are willing to act. So anyways, this show is about that. It's about creating a world where no one has to worry about going to jail for a plant anymore. I have a friend by the name of Aaron Sandusky. And because of the most recent uh, um, acts that have happened he's, and, and some of the things he did, he's got his sentence reduced by, I think, a year and seven months. He's scheduled now to get out in May of 2020. He's got a year and 6 months left to go. Are you kidding me? He's in there for pot people. And frankly, who cares how much? I I have invited people to share with me their thoughts on why things why cannabis needs to be regulated and taxed and restricted and limited. And I have this to say to any of you. You show me one bit of harm that having too many plants has, ever. You show me a harm that comes from shipping cannabis from cross-state lines, cross-country lines, anywhere, growing it, using it, making it. Look, you can cause harm by being stupid any way you want. If you wanna go and, and 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 blast butane in in a in a closed room and then smoke a cigarette and blow your damn self up, I'm sorry. You're just a fool. If you wanna get a turkey fryer in your back uh laundry room and drop a frozen turkey in it, and blow your house up, you're a fool. So that doesn't have anything to do with this plant. I have had an open invitation for I don't know, this show's been running now for in some incarnation or another, almost five years. And I have had an open invitation for the whole time for anybody to tell me, why does this plant need to be regulated? And I'll give you all the time you want to plead your case. Not one. Not one. I had one scheduled one time, and he didn't make it. We're still trying to schedule him. But he hasn't made it. I've had people try to you know, explain the reality of politics and all that bullshit, because that's what the world of politics is. But we're people. And if you look through history, every single major change has been done by the leadership of a few and the willingness of many, and that's all. Laws really never had much to do with it. Laws are, are an effect of the change that a few people and a bunch of willing can accomplish, and again, I welcome anybody to debate or argue this point, um, but nobody has. If you want to, give me a call, 646-929-2495, and tell our amazing screener, compliant Mary, Yay. that I asked you to call in and she'll let you in we can talk this year the human solution is growing in the most remarkable way we've grown bigger in in uh, membership we've grown bigger in commitment we have more monthly memberships than we've ever had at any given time And what that says is that every single month, our members agree to still be members, not just, you know, pay your ten or fifteen bucks and forget about us for a year. Yeah, you get a you get a card for that, but every month, you know, four dollars and twenty cents, six dollars and thirty cents, whatever the commitment was, it's a regular affirmation that says, yes, I still want to help end prohibition. Yes still want to be part of the solution. Yes, I'm willing to do something about it. And yes, I matter. I talk a lot about the A-team and being a part of the A-team and I get all the people who are sick and sad and tired and, and they say, but I do this and it counts. Yes, of course, it all counts. Of course it does, That's not the point. But all of the Little things stuck in a room are not going to make the change I need to make today. And so as much as I do appreciate all the little things, and I welcome even more people to do the little things, and hell, if we had enough people doing the little things, it would push it over. But I need to get this thing pushed over. I need to live in a world where we don't have to worry about getting locked up for a plan anymore. I am being very clear about my intention, about what is the only thing I'm willing to accept. I'm not willing to accept, well, you can have it if you have $4 million in the bank and you go through these hoops and that hoops and you grow it this way and you account for it that way and you spend all this money on this testing and that testing and you do this and that and move it this way. I don't, sorry, I don't give a fuck about that. What I do care about is that the people that need this plant have access to it. And the people that are able to grow it and make things with it have the ability to do that without fearing the fate that Aaron Sandusky currently has. Without ending up like Craig Cecil. Without being in a situation where you don't have freedom anymore because somehow you are connected to this plant. I'm, I'm not okay with that. The Human Solution is a 501c3 nonprofit organization registered with the federal government in good standing today. We have been this way for about three years, almost four years now. Anybody who supports this organization financially gets a tax write-off for their efforts. Donations of any kind. 100% of these donations go to their intended target. Not one member of the Human Solution has ever, or will ever, as far as I know, made a dime for this organization. We're all volunteers. We donate our time, our talent, our treasure. And we're here to help each other. Our mission is to educate and support citizens and victims of the drug war. And we do that in courtrooms. We do that wherever need be. We're doing it right now. We're supporting the people that need the support. We're educating those that need that. And hopefully we'll educate influencers such a way that they'll start influencing. We're not a lobby organization, as so many organizations are. How's that working out, folks? That's all I gotta say. Yeah, we've come so far. Fuck you. Really? How far have we come? There's still people locked up. When is that going to not be okay? I'm sorry I've been a little bit rough today, but I'm not really sorry. It's the way I feel. It's almost Christmas time. Six years ago today I was locked up. Not knowing if I was going to get out. Been there for a few months, a couple of months. Today's my dad's birthday my dad's dead i believe cannabis could have helped him he was a doctor he couldn't use cannabis because he was afraid of losing his license what do you think about that i got a few thoughts the human solution international is working really hard right now at this moment to bring people together in two different ways one We're meeting in a particular way, in a particular place, if you're interested in finding out, uh, send me an email and I'll tell you how. We're working on some specific plans. We're coordinating, we're messaging, we're putting things together in such a way that we will, and we are making a real change that ultimately will lead to the end of prohibition. That's the one thing we're doing. The second thing we're doing is we've done since we were born as an organization is we're solidifying relationships with other groups and organizations and getting commitment of pledge to work together in a specific way we're going to be honoring these these commitments i've tried to make coalitions put several of them together over the years and uh it doesn't seem to be a force of nature that wants to remain intact without a lot of effort from a couple of people so rather than that i've decided to let's forge one-on-one relationships and so i put this out to you if you are a member of a group that in any way cares about civil rights or wants to help us end prohibition and is willing to commit to work together as groups and We'll come up with a project or, or include you in a project we're already working on, or include us in a project you're already working on. But let's make it formal. Let's put it up there on our website, your website, talk about it. Unity in the community. Long time ago, we did a series of fundraisers called the Freedom Fighters Fundraisers, raising money for legal defense for my, my uh, case and others. One of the themes of one of those events was unity in the community. And at the time, almost 10 years ago, we had, I don't know, a dozen groups or so that pledged to work together. Anybody who's ever spent any time in this uh, so-called movement can only imagine what has happened in the last 10 years. Not so many uh, of those same relationships sit the way they did. But why? No good reason. Why can't they reunite? Why can't they recommit? No good reason. So I'm looking for anybody who's listening to this show, is part of this organization or part of another organization. Come aboard. Let's let's decide how we can work together because what we've been doing hasn't worked. And and many people believe it's gotten us closer and yeah, it has, but why why is that okay? What's our end game, folks? What is the end game? Oh, it's gonna happen. Congress is gonna deschedule. Okay. When's the last time you counted on Congress and Congress showed up? Okay? I can't remember a time when I relied on Congress to do what I wanted them to do. I can't ever remember a time when I've relied on my congressman to do what I wanted him to do, ever. I don't know what would make today any different. But I know what makes me different and I know what makes a few people around me different and that is that commitment to doing what it takes to accomplish the change that we want to see. You know, I think it was Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, how many of us are doing that? How many of us are putting an effort in enough to make a difference? I hang out with a group that likes to do that. I encourage more. We're making it easier and easier with some very specific tasks and tools and and things that you can do to be part of this mission. And frankly, folks, we're making history. I'm not, as much as I I rail on the accomplishments that we've made, um, we've come a long way. The the risks that we take today are in many ways uh, much less than the risks that we took um, in years past. And personally speaking, I could say that with absolute truth. So that's the first thing we're doing. Um, we're also looking for businesses, organizations to support us, support this. If you're not willing to get out there in the trenches and work, hey, show some support to some to the people that will. No admin fees, folks. We don't charge you a nickel. Every nickel that you submit to us goes to educational materials. Um, this website, the, the the operations day-to-day that we do, that's it. No salaries. No salaries, no stipends, no in, no, no nickels going to the volunteers. We have a company um, in New York, a man by the name of Chris Birdsall. He has pledged to uh, donate a portion of the Italian ices that he makes or 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 sells I don't know if he makes them but he sells them and um, he's lived up to his word last month he made a donation and um, we're we're giving him a shout for that you know finally a company that in some way benefits from this plant is actually doing something to help this organization who's trying to free this plant we got a second company and uh, there's a company called the chocolate dragon and This is the company that makes uh, boutique chocolates and truffles and all that kind of stuff. They're foo-foo, vegan and gluten-free and peanut-free and all the free-free stuff that people want. And they're infused with CBD. And uh, the owner of this company, Bo Levine, um, has committed to uh, donating 20% of all the purchases of these particular chocolates um, to the Human Solution. Yay, Bo! And so if you're interested in learning more about those, give me a holler. Um, uh, reach me on the website, thsintl.org, and just put, um, I want to learn more about uh, the chocolates. We'll get you hooked up. We also, I believe, um, and this isn't anything a company did to help us, but a company that is working with us. Um, We have, or will have soon, the opportunity to purchase coffee. Coffee, coffee. And I will be the first one to purchase it, and I will be drinking that coffee on, hopefully, a soon cup of joe. But same thing happens. I think we sell you a bag of coffee, and $5 of that bag gets donated to the Human Solution. So these are some recent uh, uh, events that have happened. We're working on on laying out some of these organizations and, and individuals that are not specifically connected with the human solution and are pledged to work together in our specific ways that we're working together. So that's what's going on right now. The next thing that's going on is I have a proposition. So I think about this, and I think about it a lot, and I think about it in a lot of different ways, and I try to be creative, and I try to be effective, and I try to be valuable with my thoughts and my actions. And I look at the problem, which is that we're still in a world with uh, prohibition, and people can still get locked up for pot, even in the legal states. If I got one plant too many, I don't have a piece of paper in order, I don't have a license intact, I didn't do this, that, or the other thing, I'm still in violation. I'm a criminal and I will be prosecuted just like anybody else. So, what's our plan? So, I came up with this idea and I want to share it with you all and I wish it, and I, I this will be an ongoing um, activity and until we accomplish our mission to actually end Prohibition, not just tax and regulate it. Um, Imagine you were in an elevator, going up or down, whichever way you were going. Maybe you were in the great glass elevator and you were flying through space. Or maybe you were going sideways, doesn't matter. You're in an elevator, all by yourself. The elevator stops, doors open, and a man gets inside. Or maybe it's a woman. And you look and you recognize this person as a person of influence. This is a person who has the ability to make a real and significant change by their very presence. Mm -hmm. And you're all alone with them. And you have maybe a minute to explain to them what needs to be done and how they can do it. And I'm going to give you an advantage. You're wearing a solidarity ribbon. So you got this little green ribbon with the little red cross on it that stands out on every uh, outfit. Mm-hmm. And they look to you and they say, what's the ribbon about?
5: Yay.
4: Now the time is ticking. You now have, until they lose interest, to explain to them what this ribbon is, what they can do, what the problem is, what they can do to fix it, and how it's going to end, get to an end. What are you going to tell them? I want to hear. And let's say that you got some great ideas, because I hear a lot of great ideas about a lot of things. But maybe you just have a talking point that you want to add to it. Well, we got some amazing people on our team, and we're going to take all those talking points, and we're going to compile them into the ultimate elevator pitch. Woo! And in the process of doing that, hopefully we'll think about these things, and we'll – We'll, we'll come up with, um, you know, ways in our day-to-day operations of addressing these things. I, I yesterday was training some reps, and, um, you know, they were over at my house, and I, they saw my human solution um, brochures. In fact, we should have one of those I can show. Um, we just got a new batch printed, and they're available. I'll give them to You don't have to buy them. Um, that's what the money that people donate for so I can Hill. give you shit <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> anyways that all being said um, we started talking I talked to them about the organization I talked to them about this show I talked to them about the prisoners we support I talked to them about defendants <clears throat> all over the world that we, that we deal with, support and try to support anyways and then we talked about jury nullification as one of the things um, you know, that we offer. We teach you about that. We teach you about your power. And I did a monologue that um, explained to them what this was all about. Day, and
3: uh, we this call. it went well. We're going to get some new members
4: out of it. But we got Craig Cecil In the joining event, us. A federal this call is
6: being recorded and is to Hang up to the clock call which
4: Craig Cecil, how are you doing today?
5: Hello, Joe. Well, it's, it's a little chilly, but pretty nice here in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. I think. Well,
4: I uh, apologize for last week. I had a um, sort of an impromptu trip, and I was in an airplane rather than doing the show last week. And I, I didn't get a chance to, uh, to let everybody know till the last minute. So I apologize for being unavailable.
5: That happens. That happens. You have a life like everyone else.
4: I hope. <laughs> I have a life that's unlike most people's. I can assure you. <laughs> but I think uh, I, I would have missed it. <laughs> but, but at
5: least you're living it. I I
4: am living in it. That's for sure. So um, I understand that we're there's some good news that is coming out of this uh, this this new legislation that looks like it is actually Mike going to fly through at the last second.
5: Well, as you're probably aware, the Senate passed uh, yesterday. They passed uh, what is known as the First Step Act. Right. And uh, the House had passed a version of it a few months ago that was fairly small. Now, the Senate took that and added a whole bunch of things. But uh, the reaction amongst the inmates who are now reading it is most of them are pretty angry because it really doesn't, It really doesn't help us here in the prison. Um, What it does do is uh, there's four different mandatory minimums for uh, federal drug charges. There's a five-year mandatory minimum, a 10-year, a 20-year for a repeat offender, or a minimum life sentence for somebody with two drug prior. They lowered two of them. They lowered the uh, life sentence uh, guideline instead of being a to be life, a mandatory minimum life sentence. They're lowering that to a minimum 25 years to life. So a sentencing judge would pick somewhere in that range. And as to the uh, repeat offender, uh, with a 20-year mandatory minimum, they reduce that to 15 years to life. So those are the two biggest changes that are in there. Now they've uh, made for what they call earned credits. They're supposed to put some additional schooling within the BOP, and inmates would be able to take that schooling and and uh, accrue earned credits. Now, with those earned credits, they they can buy uh, time at the halfway house. Like the last six or eight months of uh, an inmate service, they typically serve it at, at a halfway house, so they can kind of reintegrate themselves back in the society. It's like a work release center. But uh, now they, they just, you know, generally send federal prisoners to those. And what they're going to essentially do in this program is make federal prisoners instead earn that time in the halfway house through those earned credits. But uh, many of the federal prisoners, they're not allowing to be qualified to accrue uh, the earned credits, like if they have violent convictions or violent prior convictions or gun convictions or uh, a whole bevy of uh, offenses disqualifies the inmates for it. I'm here in a medium custody institution, and I would say maybe half or, well, probably less than half of the people here could get that benefit of the halfway house. So they really, under this bill, they've actually lost Their ability to go to a half house. <laughs> wow. So a lot of them are, aren't happy about that. But it does make a bunch of smaller changes, like uh, women in childbirth <clears throat> won't be handcuffed anymore, which I can't imagine why anybody would have handcuffed them in the first place. I mean, why would you? I just can't imagine that. Yeah, what, what, what would they be afraid of? I mean... Are they afraid the woman's
4: going to get up and run away? I mean? Exactly. Exactly. That's crazy. Well, you know, I have um, a a special person here with me, and she's not physically with me, but she's in a place that I can connect with. And you know a woman by the name of Dee Dee Kirkwood? What is her name? You know a woman by the name of Dee Dee Kirkwood? Oh, I sure certainly know, Dee, Dee, yes. Well, hang on one second. I'm going to push a button, and she's going to be right here with us. (laughs) Hi, Craig.
6: I'm here. Can you hear me?
4: Hello, this is the official (laughs) marijuana fairy.
6: (laughs) 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 That is great. You know, Craig, I told you about my lifer museum, and I have a bunch of pot fairy stuff that I made, and I have your picture as one of the hang tags, that I hang from the little pot fairy things. And it's like the size of a business card with a little hole at the top with a string, and it just has your picture, and it says, incarcerated since 2002 for conspiracy to possess and distribute marijuana. No marijuana was ever found in his possession, yet he was given a life sentence. So I have about a 1,000 of these cards that go on everything that's pot fairy, And also because you were always saying to support and write the senators and representatives in this pot and the museum Lifer museum, there's a table with samples of writing to the senators, addresses, envelopes, pens, stamps, so they can do it right on the spot. And those are the suggestions that I always hear you give is write your senators and representatives. So I just wanted to let you know that, that you are with a big army of supporters your way. Definitely. Yes. That's all.
5: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that does sound <laughs> exciting. <laughs> you. Yes. Well, you are, the, you are the, the, the artist amongst the whole movement. There's no doubt about that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, I think maybe creative. I don't know about artists, but everything I do is created because I don't know anything about law or any of those law words. So I'm just there in spirit, Craig, completely with you in spirit. Well,
4: Craig i it she has there's a dispensary up in Ojai, and um, the owner of the dispensary has graciously uh, let Dee use a pretty significant piece of real estate and she's created almost like a museum um, dedicated to the pot lifers and it is not only just uh, educational in that people can learn about the people that we're supporting but it also gives them an active way to support and um, you know they make it easy for you they've got they've got everything you need to uh, uh not only uh connect with the prisoners but to also take action uh, with your legislators at the same time per per your request
5: Thank you thank you I hopefully you've received a, that sample letter to the legislator i cut off i qu- I wasn't able to. Secure a, an email terminal long enough to type it out to you. So I, I typed it on a typewriter and mailed it to you. But I know the mails a little slow now. Hopefully you've received it. I, I have not received oh,
4: yeah. it yet. I did receive the Christmas card, but not a, not that letter. I was hoping to get it on the email, but I'll, I'll look for it.
5: Thank you. Because you know, in there, as you know, my challenge is that I, I name all the many statutes that are for violent crimes that only carry up to 20 years in prison. Now, and the whole reason of the war on drugs was supposedly to do away with violent crimes. But instead, I'm, I'm here in the prison, and more than half the people are here on the drug sentences, which, most of which, especially, I think we can all argue the marijuana offenses don't have any victims <laughs> And uh, yet yeah, there's very
4: few violent offenders here. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, when people hear about that, mostly the reaction I get is one of disbelief. People just, they 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 take a step back, and if they're actually listening, that's how I know they're listening, because they, they go, what? Well, wait a minute, how, how can that be? And yet it's happening, and it's happens and it's happening today and it'll be happening tomorrow until we stop it
5: this call is from a federal prison i can imagine DD's found the same reaction from people who say life imprisonment for marijuana who did that kill who
6: died exactly (laughs) that's why we just have to ring that bell to draw attention any way we can because it's unbelievable and nobody believes it yes you're right i'm
3: Well, Claire, I remember just that, uh, go ahead,
4: Jeff. No, I was just going to say, do you have uh, anything that special you can request from our listeners, um, you know, before Christmas that anybody can do to specifically, you know, be helpful? Well, I, hopefully you'll
5: be able to get that, you know, sample letter to the congressman, but my portion, you know, it, I have the uh, the newest bill from last night. We really don't know how that's going to turn out because now the the house is going to make some changes. It's going to go back and forth, you know, over the next week. One suggestion I did hear today, and I I didn't I wasn't able to, to grasp the name, but one of the house representatives says that they want to add the legalized marijuana bill to the uh, criminal justice bill and, and uh, pass them as a joint bill. So hopefully they, we can rouse up maybe some more interest for that. It's, hey. uh, maybe that's something your, your listeners might be able to send off to their congressmen, that if we're talking about criminal justice, that might be a, a no-brainer to put in addition to it.
4: Well, you know, that's, that's a good idea, and, and that's part of what we're doing is we're brainstorming um, to get some very specific messaging that talks about what it is that we're trying to accomplish and how we seek to accomplish it. I put it out as such a as an elevator pitch. If you got an opportunity to give a one minute pitch to somebody, that says, here's the problem, here's what we can do about it, and here's what you can do. Um, you know, that's what I'm trying to do is make it easy to activate and have a tangible goal. You know, uh, we'll know when we accomplish our goal because nobody will be locked up for pot anymore. It just won't happen.
5: Well, as I told you just a few weeks ago, uh, I was in the uh, doctor's office and the, the new doctor came in and the nurse said, oh, you need to meet this guy. Believe it or not, he's the first time a thunder in prison for life. And the doctor just kind of, now, mind you, this is a of prison doctor. And she looked and she goes, Marijuana's legal now. How could you be
4: here? Yeah.
5: And yet you are. Wow.
4: And yet you are. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. People just don't get it. They don't don't think it could happen. They think because the law was passed in one place or another that it's actually – it means what they would want it to mean. And, I mean, why are the
5: marijuana laws still on the books? There's so many people. I would say – if you add together, the people that are in favor of legalization of marijuana, add that together with the, I would call them the agnostic people, the people that really don't care either way.
4: It's, of those. Be,
5: it's probably 80 or 90% of people combined. Yeah.
4: At least. Probably, Probably closer to the 90%. But you know what? As I was saying before, throughout all of history, the major changes that have happened in all of society – have happened because of one or two strong, committed people and a bunch of people willing to take action. And that's what's happened. It has never happened because uh, a, a legislative body decided to pass a law. It's always happened because enough people have risen up and said, hey, this is what needs to change. And that's what I'm trying to incite. I'm trying to incite enough people that say, wait a minute, what the hell? You know, these governors, these people, these government officials account to us. We don't account to them. I agree. Just like that congressman's
5: suggestion today, why wouldn't we throw in the, you know, get the putts on of marijuana bill in with the uh, criminal justice reform bill? I
4: can't it think would, of a
5: reason. You know, that, that
4: would gather some support. Well, we're going to continue to advocate for those things. And um, there's your first beat. And if I get, as soon as I get that letter, um, I'm going to integrate it into a press release and a call to action. We're, we're updating the website right now, making it easier for people to participate and giving recognition for people that do participate. So I'm, I'm working on a number of new channels, trying to drum up new interest and uh, more unity, you know. I'm always trying to trying to cause there to be more unity out there. There's your second beat, Craig. It's all you.
5: Well, thank you, thank you. And that letter should be in your mailbox any day now, which mail towards the end of last week. And uh, I know our mail isn't as fast as it needs to be, but it points out that virtually all non-murder offenses carry less time than marijuana. And I and I look around at all these people that. You know, they went
4: in the banks and shot people, and they have eight, nine, ten-year Well, Well, Dee, you're on live with me now, and, um, you know, you've spent a lot of time talking to a lot of prisoners, and every single time that that happens, 15 minutes into the call, it cuts off, whether you finish your thought or not. How does that make you feel? Right.
6: Well, it makes me feel mad and sad and not able to close my eyes and pretend it's not reality. So all those emotions and pretty much all the time, because once you have that consciousness uh, that there are brothers and sisters in for life for a miracle drug that I've been smoking for 50 years now, I, I can't sit still. I have to just work as hard as I can so that's what it does it brings me to action
4: so you know what i need to figure out how to do is how to turn your motivation into um an infectious um, creation because you have that thing i'm trying to get other people to have Mm -hmm. you know if i could just if i could just get it and i mean that's part of what this show's all about I have it too, but that's just you and me. We need thousands of us. We need millions of us. And then we can have anything we want, Didi. Can you imagine if enough of us just wanted the same thing strong enough? We could literally have anything we want.
6: Well, that would be, of course, wonderful, like this collective consciousness that we can do it. But I also... You know, I love how you incorporate everybody. Um, the projects I'm doing are all just made up by my own creativity, and then I connect with you to be part of the human solution. So I think that's an option too. People can just come up with their own stuff and then connect it for you. You know what I mean like my my museums, I feel connected well, with you uh, regarding this outreach that I'm doing.
4: yeah that's something that i I want to. Uh, You know, that's part of what I was sort of trying to describe in the beginning of the show, is that when you do a project like this, it's, in my opinion, a really valuable thing, because you created something from nothing that brings attention to a problem. It gives an opportunity for people to participate in a way that ameliorates the problem in some way, and it Mm -hmm. connects them to an organization like ours that if somebody wants to even dig in and be a little militant and want to make some revolutionary yeah. change gives you an opportunity to do that and i i would right. like to feature your museum um mm-hmm. on our website as you know an, a, as a project that you know we certainly support and and that you know i i feel in some way a part of and um
6: absolutely i would definitely yeah. I'd
4: like to be able to include that. So. Um, That's. It
6: would be wonderful.
4: Do you have Do you have a write up about this that we could, um, you know, put up there that that would bring attention to it and tell people where it's at oh. and how they could participate? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, Why don't you send that to me? Yes. And we can get okay. that up on the website.
6: That would be wonderful. Wonderful. Um, Joe, there's something else I wanted to share. And uh, how many years ago did you say, Dee Dee, you want to help free Michael Thompson? And I Uh, took it very seriously. (laughs) And I have been completely on board ever since. And I just wanted to share that right now that pardon letter that uh, he was okayed, he asked me to file on his behalf. And he thinks because it was like coming from California it was a little bit better than if it were within the state of Michigan where he is there. Yeah. So anyway, um, now the letter got past the uh, parole board and it's actually with the governor on the governor's desk. And so I just, yeah, but it right. doesn't mean it's signed. So I'm just wanting to have a collective thought of positivity to help him cross this finish line because it's been there quite a while and the bad governor who I, I have to like say, I don't want to say anything bad, but he's the one with the Flint poisoned water. It's that governor right. who is completely right. responsible for signing one human being. And he leaves office on the 7th of January. So there's only a limited amount of days left, but it is still on his desk. So, so uh, that's well, a very big deal. Maybe it yeah. is
3: the time
4: that, that we can put it out there. You know, we, we live in a world that, that has uh, electricity and, and all kinds of things we can't see. And I, I firmly believe mm-hmm. that we're all connected on some level. And so yeah. let's just take a moment. And and Michael Thompson, if you don't know anything about him, um, he, he's he been serving, what, 20, 25, he, Eight. almost 30 years. Eight. Yeah.
3: 20,
4: 28 years. Anyways, yeah. um, he, he was – convicted um, of, of, a, of a small-time drug charge, a couple of pounds. Um, he had some priors. They ended up finding some old guns in his girlfriend's house or in some ways some guns that were not um, not his, and, and, and it didn't matter. Anyways, they ended up uh, railroading him, and he ended up getting a de facto life sentence. And um, if we don't do something about it, you know, what is Michael sixty? Sixty-five, sixty-four. Seven.
6: Yes, yeah, seven. Sixty-seven. Uh-huh, seven, Sixty-seven.
4: Yeah. Sixty-seven years old. He's been in prison for twenty-eight years. Uh, he, yeah. He's a man that's amazing. I have spent um, hundred hours on the phone with him over the years. I haven't talked to him a lot recently, but um, you know, we're, I'm committed to helping him when he gets out. He's he's a, a a promoter, and he has a pro a project called Standing in the Defense Against Violence that is already put together and it's it's a tour that's going to uh bring awareness and 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 cause people to stand up uh against gang violence he's doing that from from behind behind the wall and and you know frankly most people uh most people don't know anything about it and so um we were able to uh you know Didi in no small part actually did the lion's share of all of this um was able to get a a letter you know how many times he had this thing denied every year or every every yeah. 18 months for many yeah. times but he got this letter to dd and, and and she was able to craft it in such a way that it got past the parole board and literally it's sitting on the governor's desk so i just want everybody to picture um you know michael thompson he's a a a tall, um, green, strong black man who is an amazing person with a great spirit. And uh, imagine that he's sitting there in his cell and he gets a call. And the call is from the governor's office, letting him know that he finally got his pardon. And just imagine how that feels. That amazing, after all this time, and it finally happened. And just take a minute and just just put it in your mind. And just think on it just for a second. And I think if we put it out there well enough and loud enough, it could happen. And it's gonna happen. So you know what? Thank That's you, what Drew. this is all yeah. about. And uh Dee, Dee, you know, I I, yeah. I, I just respect you so much all the work you've done on your own just you know you've done stuff that people only (laughs) dream about (laughs) you've done stuff that (laughs) people are afraid of (laughs) but
6: you know what it's only reason joe i was not this person a long time ago i've only become this person so and i just got 70 so i'm in a hurry and and before i never found my path but through you and the human solution and Tom Corby and Patrice and my play, it just led me here. So I've arrived at my path. So uh, it's just nice for a change to have such a passion about what my purpose has been. And I want just to say one more thing, Joe, about Chelsea and her collective where the Potlifer Museum is. She raised $1,000 from Mary's Medicinals, one of her people there. Uh, And so when Michael gets out, uh, he will be able to get a coat and a cell phone, and all of that. So that $1,000 is waiting, and that was from Chelsea, who did that on her own as a dispensary owner. That Chelsea is just, I just can't say enough about her and her dispensary, Chesapeake Creek Collective.
4: Yeah. That is absolutely fantastic, and, and, you know, she was a guest on the show, um, I don't know, a couple of months back, and, uh, you know, just really pleased that she's... uh, not like so many of those other so-called pot companies, and um, you know she's doing doing some good in the world. So that's yeah, uh, I
6: absolutely. Good to be
4: more supportive and um, yeah, you know, I'm just, just really pleased that this uh, cream is starting to rise up to the top, and some people that have mm-hmm. uh, been willing to stay the course and just uh, you know work with others and do do things in such a way that helps. The bigger picture, and you know, we just need more of that.
6: Thank you, Joe, so much, and thank you for your support and your education, and everything you've done to help mold me to be this person I am now. I just can't thank you enough for your friendship and your all, everything you say and do. It really means a lot uh, to me. and I just respect you back at you.
4: I love you like a like a little sister. You're amazing, and <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so glad you're right. part of the team. Yeah. Great,
6: thank you, Joe. Over and out. Thank you so All right, much. Dee Dee, thank you so much
4: again, Dee Dee Kirkwood, and the Sesame Creek um, <clears throat> Collective up in Ojai, and uh, we're gonna Dee Dee's gonna be sending me uh, a write-up about this project, and uh, we will be publishing it in the in the website, and uh, you'll be able to participate. It'll be uh, an, an all-around good thing. All right, let's see what we got going on. We got. Miggy from Washington. Miggy's a good friend and um, um I've been working with Miggy now for probably, I don't know, at least 5 years, maybe more. Uh he helped us out when we were up at the uh, Seattle Hemp Fest a few years back and uh he's um he's a writer and uh an activist and um you know, he's got a lot of uh, common threads About uh, The things that are wrong with the world And he's not afraid to uh, to Get out there and do something about it So uh, let's see what Miggy's got to say today Welcome to the show, Miggy How are you doing today?
7: Good, Joe, how you doing, man?
4: I am doing fantastic I'm above ground, breathing, and currently out of custody
7: <laughs> It's always best
4: <laughs> It's the best way I know
7: Damn What's right. going on? Ah, uh, well, we got home grows coming up for next year,
4: okay, and what does that mean
7: we We are the only legal state that you one is not allowed to grow
3: well that so we're not allowed good.
7: yeah, yeah, uh, you would think that would be like part of the books uh what's that?
4: I said you can have it, but you can't grow it
7: yeah and, and then to top it off too uh. You know, it, it kind of creates a pay-to-play system where, um, if I can't have the experience of growing, how can I get involved in the industry?
4: Not very easily, I wouldn't imagine, <laughs> unless you know yeah. how, to, how to how to do something that other people don't know how to do, and they give you theirs. I mean, well, technically, I should just
7: like... be illegal.
4: Well, I I would advocate that, but <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> but yeah, doesn't give you a whole lot of choices um to participate and you know unfortunately all these laws that have been passed have been passed by um the the funding of people that have means that most of us don't and they pass laws in such a way that are restrictive so so that uh, only those that can afford it can play like Eight you just ones. said the pay to play scenario and you know california's got it even though yeah we can grow are six plants, but you know what? If you need seven, you know, you're still a criminal. Colorado, same yeah. thing, you know, you can grow a handful of plants, but what if you need a handful and a half? You know, it, it's, it's, but, but to even have you where you're not able to grow anything, that doesn't make any sense at all.
7: Yeah, there's no seeds, no clones, there's nothing available for the average consumer to have that experience. So, uh, well, right now we have. Two grassroots activists, uh, Don Skacky and John Kingsbury, who uh, they've been traveling the state and they've been pushing the. Um, they got a bill written up, um, and right now it's a House Bill, zero um, zero seventy five point five. But they're trying to get uh, sponsors because I don't know if you, uh, well, if any of the listeners uh, ever try to get a law passed. It's fucking horrendous.
4: Yeah, it's not the easiest thing to be done, that's for sure. Ballot initiative is uh, the quickest If you try to do it the old-fashioned okay. way, you got to get a lot <laughs> of people supporting you that don't necessarily support you.
7: Exactly. And here in Washington, first you have to get one bill passed through the Senate and then another bill passed through the uh, um, the House of Representatives, and then those bills merge into one great bill that. that uh, is good for the people. Um it's That's a pain in the ass to get uh, politicians to all agree on uh, supporting a, a fundamental right that we uh, agree on. But, you know, it's very trepidatious for politics. It's still weed. I don't know if I should support that.
4: Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's the kind of crazy shit that happens. When you start getting real about these things and you start saying, hey, this is what I want, and, and you start hearing about how these people really feel. Yeah. You know, there's so politicians that that still have that old white paper feel that marijuana is a drug and drugs are bad. And it's really that simple. It's just like law enforcement for the most part. Um, What happened to all the education that so many people have been getting? How did it bypass the people that influence our lives so damn much?
7: Yeah. Well, if you saw, uh, I don't know, the, the bill that Craig was talking about, I don't know if you saw, um, if you follow Tom Angel on Marijuana Moment, but he talked about one of the GOPs who pushed on how the uh, the governor for Colorado, who's a Republican, uh, was voicing how it needs to change federally. And uh, right before him, though, uh, the governor uh, or not governor uh, Grassley uh, denounced him. Said, I'm, "I know my my fellow politician is about to speak, and I I say nay to everything he's about to say."
4: Wow. Wow, that's crazy.
7: Yeah. So that's that's kind of, I think, you know, money talks, unfortunately, and that's why in Washington it's a bigger deal because um, it's only two guys that are the powerhouse behind it. And, you know, to get politics and to get uh, uh, things passed, it takes money, you know, gas money, uh, flyers, uh, ads, uh, just different shit to get people on board.
4: Well, I mean, you know, a lot of it, too, is just grassroots educating people you know the problem is and this is something that I don't know we we've never talked about but it seems that the people that know about the right thing to do don't seem to do it and the people that do things don't seem to know the right thing to do. And yeah. it's like I don't know it seems like there's a it it, it seems like there's a um a Reese's peanut butter cup about that should happen. We need to put those two together. And that's why I was talking yep. about, you know, what about what if we were to get our message right? and get enough people with that message that said look I got a one-on-one with a with a, an elected official I got a minute to to give him my point of view in such a way that makes sense what would you say to him
7: Sure I mean that's a it's a powerful uh you got 30 seconds to speak and uh the elevator pitch like you said uh you know to get the most the strongest message across just like when you write for a prisoner or write for a defendant um you're just trying to Conveyed to the heartstrings.
4: So, what is your elevator pitch? I'm the most powerful man uh, in the world. You and I are sitting in an elevator. You know, I noticed your ribbon. Hey, what's that on your on your shirt? What do you say to me?
7: My biggest. Uh, I would talk about how the uh, the war on pot is actually a war on people, and it's one of the uh, it's the hindrance in America. You know, it hasn't been the uh, you know the the people are supposed to protect. It's been hurting you know, the citizens. And, uh, you know, we have the scheduling schedule wrong. We, you know, there's so many, uh, wrong place laws based off of non-science that, you know, it's almost like in 1930s, there's this imaginary scare and, uh, uh, there's nothing factual, uh, uh, that supports the law. You know, I'm working on an article right now, um, talking about, uh, how it's easier to incarcerate somebody than it is to free them, you know, uh, the present, uh, oh,
4: yeah, a lot easier. uh, yeah, it's a lot easier to lock them up than to get them out.
7: Yeah. I mean, why is that? Uh, recently we have, uh, uh, are you familiar with who and, uh, um, the world health organization and the UN recently, uh, they didn't come to a conclusion on their uh, suggestion for the scheduling of cannabis. And we believe it's political. It's uh, yeah, it's just it's just pathetic. And then uh pathetic
4: because those people are not governing bodies. So those are the people that we would expect to be open minded, objective, and maybe with the human being the human condition's best interest in mind. You would kind of think that, but maybe not.
7: Exactly, and at the same time, we also have that lawsuit going on that was just seen last week in New York with uh Alexis Portell. mhm the the little girl the nine year old girl that's sick
3: right right
7: yeah, so her loss- law- that lawsuit got seen federally last week uh which is still a big deal because if they come to the conclusion that she's allowed to travel to defend her case because part of it is uh she can't use her medicine while she's uh, traveling back and forth from her state. So if they pass a ruling that they say she's allowed to medicate, that's, that's even a huge thing towards uh, cannabis patients. But um, we we know how fast this works and how well it does being that we even had eight federal fucking patients. And yet the government seems to forget that. I
4: know. I know. And there's still a couple of them still alive. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's, all this reality that that is sitting in front of us in the world we live in, and the people that influence our reality, they're not connected to it. And and I think that I think that we need to get together and pull our resources and clarify our message and start honing it in and beaming it straight into their into their world with a unified message, a clear message and one that has an action that can be taken to get what we want, and that's what I'm trying to make happen. So I'm, I'm certainly um, open to to anything you write that'll that'll further that. I'd love to to share that with the audience, uh, you know, on our website if you're if you're up for it.
7: Yeah, totally. I'll share it with you. Plus, anything you guys have. I mean, like I didn't hear about the Mike the, the the Michael the, the gentleman
4: uh, Thompson. that yeah, uh, we've written about it for the last five years numerous times, but not for a little while. It's been, we haven't had a, a new article about him for probably eight or nine months at least. So, um, but for a couple of years there, we were, we were campaigning really hard for him. Uh, we were working with uh, a, a dear friend of his and it all came, um, you know, from an, from an individual that reached out to Tom Corby. Um, and then mm. Tom reached out to me, Claudia, Claudia Perkins. And, um, you know, I connected with Michael, and then got Dee Dee involved, and you know, Dee Dee's the one uh, playing anchor right now. She's she's holding the rope. So you know, but I I strongly believe you know he had a cousin or a, an uncle or a nephew who was uh um, he was a state senator, and um, you know we I talked to him Sheldon Neely and and. You know, we we've done everything in the background that we could do to help get this letter to the governor says to be signed off. And, you know, fortunately a lot of times governors will do the last you know, the last two hours of their of their office they'll they'll get more done than they did the last two years. So hopefully this will be another one of those uh situations where he gets it signed off. But there's definitely a lot of information that over the years we've posted.
7: Oh yeah, and I, I know like with the the solution, I, one of the things I believe that you guys are what's what's a great force behind it is when you rally behind somebody or someone's in trouble or who's been in trouble, um, you know that that force of attention totally uh, makes them squirm. You know, Craig Cecil said it several times. I mean, how many times has he faced fucking repercussions behind bars? Um, know. You know, Crazy. unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. It's just, unfortunately, there's so many of these guys, men and women, these people are just been persecuted that, you know, you can't just focus uh, a month or a, or a year, you know, and maybe even uh, do a daily thing, unfortunately, you know, like today's prisoner of the day, which would be, you know, it would rally more people behind that message for that person, I would think.
4: Yeah, that's part of what we're trying to do right now is we're bringing people together, We're calling it the A-team, people that are willing to get out there and really take a serious action. And we're meeting behind closed doors, and we're coming up with some serious plans. The website is getting um, uh, updated on a regular basis. Becca's been working real hard adding content. And we're making some day-by-day changes that are going to make it easier for people to participate, to walk into that website and go, oh, wow, I know very clearly what these people are here to do. And oh, look at that! Here's what I can do to help. That's what we're doing is we're 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 making it um, a lot more uh, interactive and um, easier for people to participate on any level. Right on.
8: Uh,
7: Also, uh, one more thing in in Washington News just before uh, I I take off, but uh, I found this out today. (laughs) Um, Just as we were talking about how we seem divided, the left hand and the right hand. You know, they just met in the middle and, and got the shit together. We, we, we can, we can actually do something. Um, but like here in Washington, and I've seen it too in Michigan, where they put law enforcement in charge of the program, which is the last person you should put in charge of a fucking agricultural product. But uh, here in Wash, here in Washington, we got this thing coming up. It's on, a, it's on a sneaky level too. Uh, House Bill ten twenty nine. Just to give you an idea of the, the shadiness of the politicians in our world. Um, this bill coming in For legislation I believe uh, This year uh, So the bill represents itself As protection money For the governor when they travel But when you go through the bill On line 30 They're trying to dedicate another 2.8 million to a fucking Marijuana state appropriation committee
4: Like how do you fucking do
7: a Right, but it's it's in the guise of a of a of a governor's traveling bill. Like, how the fuck does that work out?
4: <laughs> yeah, it works for the governor. <laughs> That's how it works out. It, it, you know, yeah, I, again, we we it wouldn't it wouldn't piss me off one little bit if the next election cycle every single sitting politician was removed and the two good ones would go out with the thousand bad ones and we'd start all over again. I think our odds for better representation would be ten to one over keeping any of the any of the incumbents in office. I totally agree. You know, but you know, again, people are just it, people don't like change. It's not a human nature thing. People are afraid of change. You know, they 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 say they want it. You know, look at Obama's platform, hope and change, and yet. When it really comes down to change, change is scary as hell, and people don't like yeah. to change because they don't know what is in front of them, and they, the fears that have been planted by the government, by the big businesses, by the the opposition to our freedom, and that's as simple as that. You know, it's not even about pot; it's about freedom. And you know, anybody who says otherwise, please come aboard and tell me how. And yet, right?
7: Well, I totally you know, agree
4: government's interest to protect the government because when the people have too much power they take it back from the government and that's you know most people aren't into that that if you have power <clears throat> most people that have power want to keep it and even gain more so that's what we're up against we're up against human nature and the forces of money and power and greed and it's a tough it's it's going to take a few strong ones and a lot of willing ones to make this happen and i i I'm just, you know, trying to get one more every day. <laughs> Give me one more. That'll get me 365 yeah. a year.
9: I
7: hear you, man.
4: All right, brother. Well, I, I absolutely appreciate you being out there. I've always considered you a brother in arms. And, and like I said, anything you post, anything you write, um, you know, we got a blog a blog part of our website that we've been slowly using more and more. Um, but I Absolutely appreciate it if you could uh, publish some content.
7: Well, do. I'll send it Becca uh, once, once I finish this one article coming up.
4: Fantastic. All right. Thanks again, Maggie from Washington. Yay. Appreciate you being here.
7: Have a good one, brother.
4: You do the same. All right. So let's see. we got 45 minutes of show left, and we got a bunch of people left to talk. We've got Creed Leffler, and we're going to bring him up next because he's in a hurry we got Dolores Halbin. She's got a lot of good things to talk about. I can't wait to talk to my friend Dolores. Glenn Keeling. Glenn and Peggy have a current case um, in the midst of the case, fighting for their own freedom. They're running a chapter and helping everybody else out. And then Pete Gapel, the amazing Pete Gapel. I, I I take me ten minutes to tell all the good things he's doing, so we're just going to mention his name at this point. And hopefully we'll have uh, Tom Corby and uh, George Martorano join us um, a little bit later. Anybody uh, knows how to get a hold of Tom? Uh, Don is listening. Maybe that's Tom in disguise. Oh, uh, that I happens mean. from time to time. Um, anyways, all right, well, we're going to bring up Creed first. Creed has been an advocate uh, and a guest of the show many, many times, and he's working on a petition uh, to caused
3: the federal government to schedule cannabis. Creed, how's it going today? It's been a little while. I have a to so I'll get to it early. Okay. bring
0: a message. Hi, Cup of Joe with Joe. I know I haven't been on in a couple of weeks, but I really need your help with a current project I'm working on. I am trying to get featured on a YouTube channel called SBSK, and it currently has over a million subscribers. It is a YouTube channel that films and highlights people with disabilities that are living happy and fulfilling lives along with their caregivers. They show that having a disability is not necessarily a bad thing, this would help create major growth in my petition. To help me get featured, you would send a letter explaining a little bit about me to sbskmanagement at gmail.com. That's S is in Samuel, B is in boy, S is in Samuel, K is in kitchen Management, at gmail.com and why you think I should be featured on the channel. Please indicate that the message is for Alyssa in the subject line. I know some of you that listen to the show don't know that much about me, but please try and do your best. I thank anyone that takes part in this in advance. I was also wondering, since you're updating the website now, can you put a link to my petition on your website, as well as a link to a video called, quote, The New Unveil of the Canavan? We currently have 7,177 signatures right now. I also have an elevator pitch. Your child is about to die without cannabis, but with cannabis, he or she would live. What would you do? Let your child die or give him or her the cannabis? You always need to use something that would pull on their heartstrings, such as a child or a dog, even if they don't have a child or dog. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
4: Oh, thank you very much, Pete. Well, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to do one better. So um, I believe Lisa sent you a, a, maybe a t-shirt and a ribbon, but at least a ribbon. So if you can take a picture of you wearing our ribbon, I will and submit that picture with a pitch. What you want us to do in the text of it, I will put up a page on the website Yay. with all of those things you asked and then some Yay. what do you say about that? Yeah. <laughs> I will do that as soon as I get it.
3: Well the thing is we're doing the campaign for S P S K like this week.
4: I I will encourage everybody to participate in that campaign, but if you can get me that picture and write up what you just told me, I can also publish it on the website, including a link to your your, um, petition. I'm offering both of those things to you. Of course, we're going to encourage everybody to
3: follow the direction that you just gave,
4: but not everybody that follows this has a chance to listen to the show. So the website is a resource that you
3: rely on, and it will give one more place for people to see that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. What do you say? Can you read the email address one more time? Please
0: help The Are you saying the instructions for the email?
4: I'm saying yes. yes. If you can type okay. up what you just told me as well as, Send me a picture wearing our ribbon, and also you know, anything he wants, I'm offering that he can have a profile picture, I mean, a profile page on our website. It's a call to action. I'm willing to give that to him.
0: All right, and thank you. And the email, just one more time, is sbskmanagement at gmail.com.
4: Excellent, excellent. All right, Creed. Well, well, we'll get as much as we can typed up, and uh, I'll make sure I send an email. Uh, I'll be glad to do that for you, and I everybody else that's listening will do the same. Thanks. Love you. All right. Thank you very much, Creed. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, Creed Leffler, folks. Oh, good. We do have Tom Corby. He has joined the ship here. All right, let's see. Um, Let's go to Glenn Keeling. I'm hoping to hear some good news about their case, as I always do. Um, Glenn and Peggy have been fighting a case now for a year, and, uh, you know, Peggy's in poor health, and Mm -hmm. the toll uh, fighting a case takes is indescribable, you know. When I talk to people that have never been affected by law enforcement with cannabis, um, I, I, I get what it's like to have never been arrested because I remember what that was like, and I had no idea what it's like to have your freedom forcibly taken from you, and to not be able to physically do anything about. It, to be confined against your will mm-hmm. um, is is a is an excruciating thing. It's a humiliating thing. It's a Um, It's an oppressive thing It's a repressive thing It's very It's almost impossible to describe What it does to a free spirit But what it does to a good free spirit Is it pisses us off It makes us want to do something about it And uh, Glenn and Peggy Happen to be two of those good folks So let's see what they got to say Glenn, welcome to the show How are you doing?
10: Uh, Good evening, Joe Thank you Thank you very much for having me on uh, well, after uh, over a year, our, our case started October 31st of 2017, um, and we are no farther now than we were the very first day that we went to court. Um, we, I can't say that we have come a few ways. Um, we're charged with possession of cannabis. We're charged with. Um, endangering our child and manufacturing and all, you know, telling us we're a criminal and and the courts have allowed us to use exactly what they're charging us with possession of. Um, we are in the state of Ohio. Um, Peggy and I are both now on the patient network registry. Um, and we're still being charged, which is crazy, but, um, yeah, we 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 uh we're supporting a few cases that are going on here in Ohio right now, um, that that are facing cannabis charges, uh, and we we know that there's more out there and there's a lot more going on here in Ohio, but we really can't help you guys unless you know you gotta get it out there and and reach out and ask for help. I mean, we ask for help, and man, we've got a huge huge you know, supportive help for us, and and, and we're grateful for everybody that's helping and supporting us. Um, We just want to be there and help and support you guys. Um, Wherever you may be, just reach out to us. We're the Creative Care Beacon here in Ohio, uh, the Human Solution International Chapter of Ohio. Um, Glenn Keeling and Peggy Kimmel. Um, You know, Joe, it's (sighs) legalization. Man, that's a hell of a word. Um, of course, we talk about it every week. So it, it, it's, we got to get past legalization, you know, because we we see it every day, you know, what legalization does and does not do for people. Um, we got to just stand together and fight, you know, for one another and uh, be there for each other.
4: I couldn't agree more and you know, we're doing it one by one. Every week goes by, I feel that our organization's getting stronger. More people understand the difference between legalization and freedom. And the two have nothing to do with each other, frankly. And more people are stepping up and in a meaningful way saying, Yeah, I want to help. What can I do? And in contrast to how things have been in years past, when you give them a task and say, well, if you do this, it might help, people are starting to do it. So, you know, I think we're gaining on it. We, we have a long way to go, but if we continue to gain on it and it starts doubling and doubling again and we, we get this plan that, that can be replicated, I think, I think, I think we're going to do this. I think we're going to do this in, in fairly short work.
10: Right on, yeah. Uh, supporting each other, Joe. That's that's the huge thing. Supporting and educating um, are are key key things to making this prohibition thing turn around. Is, is is definitely not legalization because we all know that that brings shit tons of problems with it. But support and education is going to beat this. That that's the big things.
4: I couldn't agree with you more. Well, Glenn, if somebody needs to get a hold of you and they're in the Ohio area and they either want to help you support your case, um, start uh, uh, you know, help you with your chapter, or if they need your help, how would they get a hold of you?
10: Oh, that's real easy to do. You can find me on Facebook. It's Glenn Keeling. Or you can call. My phone number is real easy, 419-863-0498. Or you can reach out to the uh, Creative Care Beacon, the Ohio chapter of the Human Solution International.
4: Well, that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, here's one thing I'm trying to work on right now is we've got a lot of chapters. Chapters are forming. um, I want to – we're building the the website calendar, and um, I want every chapter to uh, um, schedule a meeting. So – um, even if you've only got a few members, it doesn't matter. If you have a meeting to get to, um, it's it's a it's a destination. It's a way that people can participate. Um, so hopefully, uh, when I talk to you next, we'll have a meeting scheduled, and um, that we can get some new new blood coming aboard.
10: Right on, absolutely, Joe. Yeah, we'll work on something um, localized for everybody. But yeah, absolutely.
4: Perfect. All right, Glenn, always a pleasure. Glenn and his wife Peggy, Creative Care Beacon out of Ohio. Thank you very much. And
3: they're tagged on the, the feed. All right, let's
4: see. Um, we got Pete Yapel and we got Dolores. I'll talk to my friend Dolores here.
3: You and do then you. we'll
4: bring up Pete and then Tom Corby, and I probably won't have much left to do after that. If not, there's always plenty to talk about um what's your elevator pitch folks i should forgot to ask Glenn, i totally dropped the ball i'm going to have to leave now no, oh
3: that's
4: it i'm good um but that's my question my question to you and everybody else call in and let me know pick up the phone dial 646-929-2495 what is your elevator pitch what's your point that would help to make the difference What's your end goal? What's the problem? What's your solution? Tell me how to make the difference. Dolores Halbin. Welcome to the show, my friend Dolores. Hey, how
11: are you Joe? doing? I'm I'm okay. How how about you?
4: I it's been am above a great show green- so
11: far.
3: <laughs> <Yay>.
11: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm going to start in case we forget with my elevator pitch. And here's my right. elevator pitch. We got somewhere upwards of 100,000 unopened rape kits in this country. A 13-year-old girl just was raped and murdered by a guy who was in one of those rape kits that had sat on a shelf for years while he continued to murder and rape as yet an unknown. This was a serial rapist. It costs $154,000 to put a rapist on trial. It costs $34,000 to prosecute someone for marijuana. So if you only have X budget, what are you going to prosecute? The $154,000 rape case that has absolutely no return on it And you're going to have to go after an actual bad guy and there's going to have to be people crying on the stand and a lot of forensic evidence and a lot of work, let's face it, versus putting Glenn and Peggy on trial, putting Jean and I on trial, and putting what I hope will be our prisoner of the day, Dana and Sue Bland, on trial. I am absolutely livid. It's time that the Me Too movement meet the How Come movement, that how come we've got unlimited funds and helicopters and task force for marijuana, but we don't have one single solitary government budget anywhere for rape, not on a federal level, not on a state level, not on a city or county level. There is no budget for rape but there is a billion-dollar budget for the drug war. So up yours, that's my elevator pitch.
4: I like it. And, and you know, that's that's what I'm trying to do is bring these salient points to the surface so that when people are approached, I, I have people all the time. It took a while, you know, I've been wearing this ribbon for Almost ten years now, and when people first started asking me about it, you know, I start thinking and you know me i'm 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 not a man of few words, so I'd get yapping away, and you know I I'd either have' them in love with me or asleep within you know ten minutes of trying to get a point out. Well, neither one of those is what I was looking for. I just wanted to teach them about this, and I think yeah. having these often we get a small window of opportunity to To have somebody actually paying attention to us, and if we can drive those points home, you know that's a beautiful point. Where is the California rape task force? Where is it? Where's the Orange County There's rape, rape one. task force? Where's the, the federal,
11: Where's the federal dollars? Where's the federal reimbursement dollars? There's every state that wants it can have a federal state drug task force like the guys that busted us that drive the big black SUVs. Yeah. And the guys right. that I think busted Glenn and Peggy, they can all, and those guys get all the weapons. They've got slush funds. They're in a damn task force for rape in the country. I've, I've researched this. It's so for me, I I think it's like somehow getting the message to the New York times. I think that those of us that are in a leadership position in, the, in the community and that are can write need to start writing editorials um, we do an awfully lot of preaching to the choir but we have got to get you know our message into the New York Times we've got to get it into Huffington Post we've got to start writing some good editorials I just uh, there will never be any anything united um, the minute you know amendment two got passed and medical got passed in missouri i can't get i can't even get the veterans i know to to make a phone call for the blands or write a letter for the blands everybody's making money you know we're getting our dispensaries opened and oh oh yeah that's right those poor people that got busted oh yeah well if i can get to it today but you know i'm it's so frustrating um I mean, we still got 50 guys in life. I have no idea what happened in D.C. with prison reform this week. Um, I haven't heard a word about Rand Paul's bill. There was another senator that – and I heard someone, another Democratic senator said, well, we made some progress, but it's a convoluted mess. So I guess we'll have to just wait and see what comes out in the wash.
4: I want to ask you to do a gigantic favor that I think – would is going to help if you can do it what you just said you know if you could write me a paragraph that that lays out that what you said i'd like to publish it on our website no, i telling you our web becoming more of a of a resource and i think i think that as as we're doing that once it gets published it can get shared it can get forward right. and it can be read easier <clears throat> i'm going to do the same i'm going to be writing my my elevator pitch and 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 you know, let let let's put this stuff together in a way that people.
11: We have got to tie the rage, the female rage. We have got to tie that to prohibition. And there, and and when I when I when I real, and here's the thing, you know, Joe. This happens to a lot of us. I'm sure Peter, if you're listening, this has happened to you. But you go to research something. And you find out something else when you think that you can't be shocked anymore, you know, and and another veil unfolds, and you're just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me! Who comes? Who 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 does this kind of shit? You know, it, and that when I when I looked at the numbers and realized that the reason those rape kits weren't getting opened. Was because rape trials are expensive, and here's my personal experience with this. And so I'll make this, I'll make this short. But I mean, I've been on this since I was 20 years old. My brother was murdered in 1975 on August the 12th. He was beaten to death in front of witnesses, his friends. He was running a youth center in the inner city and a woman came in with her kid that played there all the time, and her boyfriend followed her in drunk and started to beat her up, and he got in the middle, and he was beaten to death. So the next day, 11 hours later, that man is out of jail, and, you know, I still remember the old yellow phone in the living room, and it ringing at two o'clock in the afternoon, and my mom and I are both on it, and the prosecutor says, this is Montgomery, I'm sorry, but we just don't have a case against this man. And she's, there were six witnesses. Well, yes, but they were all his friends. They're going to be deemed unreliable witnesses. And honestly, murder cases are expensive. Murder cases are expensive. He spent 11 hours in jail. I spent a week. Jean spent a week. It killed him. I don't know how long Peggy and Glenn went to jail. Poor Dana and Sue spent two days in jail. They set their bond at $30,000 apiece, and she's mentally handicapped. So what I need, please, is um, we need to go after these prosecutors. We need to get the three put on one page together, Amy's, Glenn's, and uh, who else is... Is uh, Michelle Button, is has she buttoned up her case, or do we still need to be I calling in for her? Yeah,
4: But, that, but there's okay. still more cases. Yeah, we, we got a few cases. Well, still- right
11: now, let's do prisoner of the day, and let's go after Amy Box. Amy Box has refused to do a single interview with the newspaper here since she was elected in 2014. She just got reelected. She's got nothing to lose. She won't call anybody back. So what I need people to do is to call and leave all this information with her secretary. That way her secretary has to write it all down. And I need people to call from across the country. And I need veterans to call. This guy is an Iraqi vet. He's got Iraqi whatever that crap is that they brought back from the first round. He's got that. He's got it bad. And I... You you were talking about how physically hard this is on people. My husband didn't live through it. This guy won't live through it. His wife's probably got an IQ of 180. At w- everything that got left out got replaced by sweetness. She's sweet, Sue, the sweetest thing you'll ever, but she's not competent to stand trial. And to put him in jail on a $30,000 bond and cha- charge him with uh, tampering with evidence and Class C felonies too, each Uh, we've got what they're doing is now legal here so as of december 6th what they were doing is now legal here not technically because you're supposed to get it from a dispensary but it's still bullshit the least they could do is drop it to misdemeanor possession and give them time served and let them walk away and that won't hurt them they can expunge all that later But their evidentiary hearing is December 27th. That is the day Amy Box is going to decide if she really wants to take this to trial. And between now and December 27th, we have to make her really not want to take this to trial. We have to let her know that this poor couple that's being raked over the coals in the little town of Cassville, Missouri, that people in California, the people in New York, the people in Colorado the people in Washington you know I need Tracy to call in I need everybody to call this woman this week and we should do the same thing with with Peggy and Glenn's prosecutor and just call them and be cry cry <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they really hate it when you cry and they have to listen to you so uh, if we can just do that and adopt um, the plans and the killings for this week and make those calls, let's make those calls. Let's start working on these prosecuting attorneys. If they refuse to prosecute, these drug task force won't get any money.
4: I couldn't agree more. No, they won't, they won't get
11: their fund or funding.
4: <clears throat> well, let's uh, <laughs> revisit all the information we have about this, make it easy for everybody. And uh, let's 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 get it posted and post it again,
11: and again and again. And with Peter being in New York, you know, if we can, if you Peter, we need you to get your New York people to call, because I want this lady to get calls from as many states <laughs> this week as we can get it from, so she knows that the national spotlight is going to be on Cassville, Missouri, on December 27th. And with any luck, you know, we can do this every time there's one of these bullshit patient cases that come up. If we can let them know the week ahead of time that the national spotlight is on them, they're much more likely to just drop it and let us all go home. (laughs) I mean, for crying out loud, these people are sick. It's
4: totally true. And you know what? These people don't want the spotlight cast on them. They get away with what hmm. they can get away with. And they start seeing yeah. the light coming at them. you know, they're just like rats and cockroaches. They scurry away. They don't want any bit yep. of it. So you know, we can
11: no, be no, that spotlight. No. We've got to be that spotlight for this couple. They're an absolute nervous wreck. Um and they're, well, don't they're make incapable. That much. Don't they're make that- well, yeah, and I wanted to, Peggy, if you're listening, thank you so much for reaching out and talking to Sue. Um, I I just simply don't have time, but she has said that you have been wonderful to her. So um, Dana and Sue Bland, they're on Facebook just under Dana Bland, but you can get them both there. If you haven't friend requested them, please do. Give these people as much moral support as you can. Say your prayers for them. It's Christmas. You know, we need we need Peggy and Glenn and we need Dana and Sue to be able to celebrate Christmas without this bullshit over their heads. So I'm praying for a Christmas miracle. I'm trusting you guys to make those phone calls and to get one or two other people to make a phone call and let's jam their lines and tell their secretaries and fill up their voicemails. I
4: couldn't agree more. Well we'll do it. You got you have my uh Okay. My commitment here with the headquarters chapter of the Human Solution International.
11: Yep. Always do. And if I am ever needed on any of these other cases, like you guys, call me, I'm an RN again. Yay. Hey. i got my license hey. back. And I am more than qualified to do court support. So if anybody needs a professional witness, I'm I do it for anybody. Too many people did it for me. So and, uh, you know, as this thing goes on, Joe, you know I'm in your corner to do whatever. I, sometimes I don't know what oh, the yeah. hell to do, but it's oh, like the well, starfish on the too. sea. We, we save them one at a time, and right now we've got to save the blands and the keelings.
4: Well, you, you give, me, give me something to write up about, and we're going we're gonna to be publishing a lot of new content on the website, on the calendar. If there's a date that, that is important for anything to happen, um, you know, yeah. give give us the information. We'll okay. put it up on the
11: calendar for everybody. Okay, who do you want? Who should I give that to? You, Lisa, Becca, put it on the IHSI page.
4: We'll figure it out after that.
11: Okay, that sounds good. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. If I don't talk to you before and make those phone calls, and I'll keep everyone posted on the on Joe's page and the Solutions page about how this thing goes down. With any luck, they'll. Drop it all before Christmas. That'd be really a blessing. So,
4: excellent. Well, thank you so much, Dolores. We love Dolores. We love you, and um, <laughs> looking forward to uh, sharing some some time together one day soon.
11: One day soon. One day soon. We shall be free one day. So you know what this is missing, Joe? That we What's had that? in the seventies that we don't have now is music. In the 70s, well, we had everybody, every band out there was a revolutionary band, and we got n- we got nothing. It's pretty sad. You know what, Dolores?
4: <laughs> uh, several years ago, I, I, I put together a um, protest song contest, and I got a couple of submissions. Um, I yeah. ended up launching a publishing company with an inmate at the time, a federal inmate, and it turned into a fiasco and never got a single protest song. Ah, that's not true. There was a couple of a couple of songs got created and published in some so, of the old uh, archive shows here, but they never, you know, they never got actually, you know, into the mainstream. It wasn't right. like Vietnam.
11: We, it wasn't like Vietnam. Uh, this is a civil war. It's killing people, but it. I don't know. we didn't no, have the music. Uh, we have a
4: lot of um, people looking at their phones. Is what we have.
11: Yeah, we do. We'll listen, I'll let the next guy talk. God bless you guys. I love you right. and we'll 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 get these guys out of trouble. I look forward
4: to it. Talk soon.
11: All right, All right. Dolores
4: Bye, Dolores. Alright, let's see. We got Pete Yapel and then Tom Corby and it looks like uh that'll close out the show just in time. Pete Yapel, welcome to the show.
1: I don't even think you need an introduction anymore. Ah oh, gosh, please. How's it going, Joe?
4: Hey.
1: Uh, I am busy as shit, man. I am sorry. I have just been so crazy busy. I want to say though, definitely Helen and I have been uh keeping close eye on what Peggy uh, or uh on the story Dolores is talking about anyway. So um I'm already on that. Bo- I'm already uh, on that. But uh uh we got, hey, got, did you guys hear? I told, I don't remember if I told you guys in the meeting the other day that we now have an official office for uh, Solidarity Over Separation in, in Highland Falls, New York. It's an actual building. You can walk in and Joe has a desk there when he comes.
4: <laughs> Finally, after 10 years, I got a desk. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
6: now we got to figure out what it. the nameplate <laughs>
4: is
1: going to say. None of us yeah, how well, well, how everybody calls Helen the Silver Fox around here anymore. So she's got her Silver Fox nameplate, and, uh, name plate and uh, we've got We're some lying. other ones that we. Nobody has a real. Fly. Yeah, Nick, Fly and Nick Fly is Chris. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Chris. Uh, yeah and th- and Chris uh, Birdsell, he's been a great partner so far here. He really has. I mean, he's selling them ices, and yeah, he Joe, he yeah, uh, he makes those ices. He created them, and he actually yeah. has a. Uh, he actually has um, franchises that he sells that are uh, – uh, the Happy Shack, it's called. So um, that's, right. that's his line. He makes cannolis, ice cream, and whatever else. And, again, every time we sell a grape or a purple yaple eater, we get a dollar and uh, donate it <laughs> to us. You know? And, uh, it. and It's great stuff, too. I mean, his his product is real high high quality. Um we um, we've we're, we've got been so busy though. We've got a 2,000 square foot office. We got about a 2,000 square foot storefront next door to it that we're opening, and then we have a 4,000 foot school, uh, private club beneath the whole thing. So that'll be uh, a private club for uh, VIPs and such. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but again, a private I'm club got Brother, and oh, you know no, that.
11: Definitely,
9: but you're
1: bringing
3: Liz this time. Yep. Yeah. But with uh them.
1: we've been so we've been working hard. We've we're, we opened um January first. Um uh so it's been it's been you know, you guys all know what it's like to open a new place and especially three at one time, you know, three actual buildings at one time or three actual entities I should say. Uh, at one time, is it, a difficult task. but we're, we're plugging along. We're helping people every day. I just, uh, I got a phone. I made a phone call today to uh, um, Andrew Cuomo's office uh, to set up an appointment to go sit and speak with him. AP? And um, okay. um, I, yeah, it's it, it's time. It's time me and him had a conversation, but. Um, you know, my elevator pitch, truly, it, it, to anyone, if anybody is in that position, is just, why not? I don't have to tell you why. You tell me why not. I have every reason yeah. to debunk everything that you say, so why not? You tell me why. And if you can give me a good explanation why without me being able to debunk you, then you maybe should admit you're wrong this whole time.
4: Yeah. I like it. I like it. I, I I and that's what, you know, we we we've opened up this discussion and uh you know, we got some really great uh, uh initial salvos and uh we're gonna start publishing these things. And I think that's gonna it's gonna cause people to think about that and when we get these opportunities to talk to a reporter, to talk to any person of influence, that you know, we direct our conversation to something maybe more important than whatever the latest sports thing is or the latest Hollywood thing is or the latest scandal is, why not get to something really important
1: quickly? Hey, listen so. to, other yeah, listen, it's the same thing. Listen, we, listen, but here's a simple trick. I, I, I taught one of my salespeople here. I, I never say hello. Uh, hi, 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 how you doing? Say, how are you feeling? You don't have to say them. say everybody greets somebody every day. When you stick your hand out, whatever, say, hey, how are you feeling? And, and they'll volunteer that answer. They just feel it's just a common thing. Once you hear what's okay. wrong with them and the things that they are going, then you have a police. I mean that, that's, that's when their mouth runs. You, know, you, you tell them, well, then here, I got something that can help you, blah, 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 blah. Once they're feeling better, it, uh, people, people don't understand. When, when you see uh, someone who has spent their whole life listening and trusting someone with a white coat and a finger hanging around their neck that sits in front of a computer nowadays, and, 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 they, and you keep going back to them, and you keep going back to them, and well, what'd you have? Oh, I went back this time, uh, oh, but they never fix you. They never come close to fixing you. They don't make you feel better. They don't even make you feel better. When people realize and catch how cannabinoidal therapy helps them, how they feel, like, again, you don't feel something, you feel better. I always wait for people to take something and they go, I don't feel nothing. Well, that's because you're used to taking things and feeling things. You're not supposed to feel something, but good. But but once they get that, I mean, it's it's eye opening. It's changing. It changes the way they think, it changes the way they act, it changes their whole concept to the plant. Unfortunately, there are, you know, 12 of us probably in the country. That scream at the top of our is more than 12 of us, but you know I'm using that as an exaggeratory term, uh, way because there really are truly only 12 of us on a daily basis that stand up and scream and yell and talk to everyone, whether it be a political figure or just the guy next door, and we need more of them. Again, like Joe said, activism means to be active. You have to – there's an activity involved. And it's not sitting on the couch and playing on Facebook. If you all are so still on an by Facebook, understand this that I just watched on the news today. Many, many companies have been sold the rights to Facebook, uh, uh, your Facebook uh, private stuff. You know what I mean? Like all your information. Well, did you know that they found out accidentally that six companies now have your instant messages, your private messages they can read? They can't read your private messages. It was done accidentally, but they've had this for the last six months. Yeah, accidentally. So yeah, well. you do on Almighty Facebook. I mean, you know, it, it's become every day there's something more and more on the news about Facebook. It, 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 and it scares me that, that sun. You don't you, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know who you're dealing with half the time. And if you're talking to somebody that you do know though.
11: They could be reading that too, so please,
1: everybody, make sure you're being very careful in your Facebook communications. Even when you think you're being private, you're not.
4: I couldn't agree more. Well, Pete, and Helen, um, if anybody's in the New York area and wants to get involved, wants to be part of the sol- or the yeah the Solidarity Over Separation chapter of the Human Solution, um, how would they get a hold of you?
1: They can look us up, Solidarity, or Separation of the Human Solution International New York chapter on Facebook. They can call us at 845-522-3162. And after January 1st, if you have any human rights issue, we, you know, of course you know we support the plant, but we are, again, a civil rights and human rights organization. You can come to 316 Main Street, Highland Falls, New York. That's where the office <laughs>
4: I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, you guys. I can't, got five minutes. I can't wait to
1: send you pictures. You know. I love it. Well, we love you guys. It's
4: been an honor to work with you this year, and uh, I'm looking forward to great things for next year. Well, uh, we
1: only going to get better. Though this is just this, uh, you know. Hey, listen, it took us five years about to meet in person. You know. You've been to my home now. Well, here we are. Yeah, we're, we're gonna. And don't forget, next year, guys, next year, and especially guys, no Lisa's sitting there with you, so saw her on camera and everything else. I'm booking that trip. We're getting married on a cruise. October 20th will be when we get married. So the cruise will incorporate we'll that date. You guys, you know yeah, I man. love my family there, man. And you guys are my family. I love every one of you. Every one of you. Have a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry uh, Christmas. And, you know, we'll.
3: Merry t- we'll- Christmas, Liz. I love you.
4: I love
6: Woo Wedding.
3: Yay. I
4: love it. We'll be there for sure.
6: Congratulations.
4: Awesome, guys. All right. We'll talk, we'll talk, talk tomorrow. to you. We'll you guys. Always
1: great. Always great, great, great man. And, uh, all of you. And, yeah, Helen's real excited about this Christmas thing. I just can't wait to go see my <laughs> grandson. I
3: can share a lesson with All right. We'll tomorrow, talk to you guys tomorrow.
4: tomorrow. I'll be
1: happy.
3: All right, God, Kale. Yeah, we'll all right,
4: folks. We got a couple of minutes left. And we got Tom Corby to wrap it up and uh I'm gonna leave you in Lisa's hands for a couple of minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah. Hey Tom, welcome to the show. Go ahead, Tom, I'm listening. No. Go ahead, Tom, Come we're here. Oh. Yep,
5: you're on. It's, yeah. it's your time. You got the microphone. Tell us what's going All on well. up in your neck of the ground, Tom.
8: All right, so uh, I want to say, George as always, a Coffee Party Radio School, and Mary, Becca, Lisa, all the great speakers today coming together to find prohibition and free our sacred cannabis plant. Uh talk every week. We uh, how important it is when we come to defendants, how we make sure they get the discovery. Make sure the common me from a probable cause, I and mean, I, I dismiss motion and take them on to a speedy trial. Joe taught me this a long time ago if more people would take them all the way to trial, we wouldn't be here today. they couldn't do it right uh, when we talk about Dana bill's uh, case uh, all the cases I've done uh, this is probably the most confusing case and I'm still confused. Uh he came on, I don't know if he saw it on Facebook on my website and told me to be there. Told me, okay, that uh this is gonna be resolved. Well, I'm on with Tabitha Palms, um, uh big advocate young and Brandy Young up up in uh Reading. Uh, thank him for coming today. And uh, it was supposed to be at one thirty today. Now that's overnight, and I'm thinking I'm still recovering. But Nick and I planned on actually this morning up there at one thirty, and then it comes on after that. It's pretty strange that now it's at nine a.m. Well. <laughs> That's really short and early. And now he's saying no, it's not It's not a preliminary hearing, it's sentencing The first question gotta have, Joe, is and Tabby has, is how can you be sentenced if you haven't went to
4: trial? And
8: last you made a plea deal, which we didn't know. So oh,
4: you're talking about uh, your yeah. yeah, Dana called me well, up yeah. the other day and he said he took a plea deal, and he was supposed to come on the show today. What what was his sentence end up being?
8: Well, and, and and okay, so I'm going to give him this. First of all, we all know that on Prop 15 transportation, this doesn't apply, so that's a tough road to hold. Uh, secondly, uh, David David Young, I'm on with him right here. He might be listening. Pointed out that David is actually from New York City, so this is really grueling for him to try to even get it, get here. So sometimes that we just resolve our case, and he got all he did is get uh, unsupervised uh, uh, probation, community service, and pay some small fines, uh, kind of like an infraction. Joe, wouldn't you say? Pretty good deal. Yo.
4: Well, that's what he was saying, he was he was pretty confident. His biggest question was, was he going to be able to uh, participate in this um, ibogaine thing that he was working on? Did that uh, did that end up affecting him or not?
9: Uh,
8: oh, ibogaine. Oh, see, and then when he came here, and I have his notes if you remember back. He was actually at Dennis Ferone, uh before Dennis passed RIP. And Dennis told him to get a hold of me. He called me, and he came uh, with Rachel Barrett-Martin, who was actually a paralegal. And, and here's another confusing thing. Jay Statzer was actually the defendant. He was driving. Dana Beal was actually the co-defendant. So just kind of fusing. So when you see my notes here, you can see all the case I'm working in, get to discover, probable cause, uh, take them to a speedy trial. I said, the time I look at this case, I I said, Daniel, I said, you guys' case is really really weak here on probable cause and And when I go on and explain more about this case. So this Ibogaine, and I agree that he's been fighting for this from the after. African Rainforest on his notes here Is, is uh, helping people getting off opiates uh, So he's really into that too So that, that kind of comes into his case too uh, He was uh, in uh, Weaverville Transporting two pounds with A To Hayford when they got pulled over On a very known highway so, in the first place, I'm going to read here, uh, Dana and Jay driving down Highway 3, which is a known traffic highway in the first place. A little bit of a question here uh, from Weaverville to Camp k for when they, when they were pulled over, uh, I got to know if I got a thing of age here. I haven't got these out for a few months. And I get caught up with them. They uh, uh they know two C.V.s parked on the side of the road. Uh, one pulled out and followed them. Not very far. Pulled them over and said he was weaving. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's pretty weak. And stating that Highway 3 being a known traffic highway, searched without a consent. Uh, Compensated. Uh, they're 22 pounds. Hauled up off to jail for four days. Both got out of bond, paying for 70% each. Cause they had a and, and so. And then I also told him, I said, "You got a really good attorney. It looks like he's doing what he's. Uh, he's already filing for your discovery. He's going with a the, with a the, uh, 995 probable cause motion." Uh, so I pretty much gave him, my said, should never go to trial if you just keep taking them on to trial, which we always stress. Uh, they'd never get there. Uh, but in this case, due to the fact that transportation involved, and he lives in this is New York. I can understand him taking this this resolvement too. Uh, sometimes we just do that. And uh, it's a really easy one to clean up. Uh, and after uh it's always important after if you do resolve your case, even like donna now uh once you do that and you pay your fines probation uh you want to file for for your dismissal you don't want to hear any punishmentement you want the case and get it off your record uh so all that's very really important today and uh uh we were we were glad we were really actually looking forward to going to because we thought that was a prelim today, but even if we knew uh I got away from the radio and <laughs> extracting back here uh even if we knew uh we still uh might not uh have gone so uh Nick. Nick might like to say something about the case we we're we're still looking kind of looking at each other kind of baffled over this case it's, uh. Uh it's really been uh, and, and and all these cases are different. And you never know when you come for a dependent. the one thing to do is always come and advocate and just come for support, even a few courts from a lot and get them on the right track and that's what we do. We come for defendants prisoners, and prisoners, and that's what the human i like to see say the humane human solution is all about. And we come for others, and they come for us. Thank you all today, and uh, and don't forget to breathe.
4: (laughs) All right. Thanks, Tom. Have a Merry Christmas, and I look forward to seeing you guys soon. All right. So we got uh, one last guest that popped in at the last second. We got Scott and Nikki, and they are with the Central California Rock and Fire Chapter of the Human Solutions. Got Nicky, how you guys doing? Pretty good, Joe. How you doing? Good, good. Doing fantastic?
6: We've called, we've called with, you know, he's wanting to give you his elevator pitch. <laughs>
3: All right, let's do it. Let's hear it.
9: Yeah, I guess I'd put him on the spot and tell him if, if he thought it was uh, fair that a man doing life in prison has to sit and watch a murderer, rapist, and violent crime offenders get out of prison. Just put him on the spot, and I mean, and no no one in their right mind is going to say, yes, I mean.
4: I wouldn't think so.
9: Not if they had a soul. Then <laughs>
6: then we just ask him what he's going to do about it.
9: Yeah, and, then, and, then, and then, you know, he's going to, exactly.
4: Just ask him what he's, he's going to he do about
9: it. Or if he can help us do something about it.
4: There you go. I like it. I like it. Turn it around on them. And have them come up with what they think. Yeah, you know, well, right. I think
9: because and make sure that I have somebody there recording it. That way, you know, he's kind of put on blast. I mean, no, like I said, no, no congressman or or governor in his right mind is going to say when yes. Pull, come on.
6: And once you pull out a heartstring string, and then you just turn it around and ask them what they're what they're going to do about it. How are they going to help?
9: You know? Or will or will they help us do something about it? Right. I so that's our strategy. More. <laughs> like that, that, that I don't know you, you were, you, You've been rocking my head With that question And I said Well I got I got an answer for it
4: I love it I love it Well we've gotten Four or five answers today And That's just, And good ones Everybody's answers Were good today And I like that People are putting Some thought into this and, and You know Just remember Everything that you see Around you Everything Every every Man-made wonder Everything that has Ever been created the, the, the archetypal documents that have been written, every work of literature, every poem, every song, everything that was ever created by man started as a thought. So if we start thinking, that's where all of this begins. And we can take our mind and we can think about what we want to have happen, and then it starts to happen. It's just how it works, folks.
9: Well, thank hey, you, guys. Hey, it's hey, been a pleasure. Hey, Joe, one more thing. You know what? I would actually tell him, does he think any marijuana offense is is worth that. You know what I mean? Any marijuana. Not just the guy doing life, just any any marijuana. I mean, there's no comparisons.
4: I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Hey listen, you guys have a brand new chapter that's just launched. And if somebody's in the central California area, wants to be part of making history, finishing the job, ending prohibition. Or just supporting somebody who's been victimized by the drug war? How would they get a hold of you? They can
6: go to the website th dot oh, org or call us at five five nine three five six zero three five eight.
9: Um, yeah, that's reach out, reach yeah. out, and get a
6: hold of us. We're here.
9: If you want to join, the people listening, if they want to join, call us or Excellent. go to that website. Rock-
6: <laughs> all right. See
4: right. guys. Look, uh, uh, all right. Lisa, thank you,
6: Lisa. We love you so much. See you, much. Joe.
4: Liz, too. Maybe.
6: Liz and Lisa, we uh, got I'm a... In the the I'm a <laughs> in the
4: background. I'm always in the
6: background. I'm shy. I'm a kind
5: of shy. <laughs> <Okay>. Give <laughs> a solution, baby. Yes. We have four parts apart, and I'm a... That's right. I'm uh, a houseifier. <laughs> give it's a solution, Bob.
4: All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a very, very Merry Christmas, and I'll probably talk to you before that. Scott and Nikki, Central California, Rock and Fire Chapter. And I want to thank everybody for being a part of this. I want you all to have a very Merry Christmas, solstice, whatever it is you celebrate this time of year. Help us in Prohibition, would you? we got people suffering, and people will continue to suffer until we end it. All right, we'll talk to you all next week. Uh-
10: I am Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done. You were always on my.